Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed, and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. In today's episode, I want to talk about misconceptions about business coaching. I found this great article called Inside, well, it's from um, InsideEmyth.com and it's called The Five Biggest Misconceptions About Business Coaching. Um, And I thought it was such an interesting read that I wanted to share it with you. And the reason why is because a lot of times I talk about being coachable. What does coaching versus consulting mean? I talked about that in a recent episode. And today I want to talk about misconceptions. And the reason it's important is because because when you're going down that journey and you're starting your private practice, or maybe you're growing it, maybe you've already got clients and you're looking to um, make more money and become more visible, and maybe you're you know making, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars or a few thousand a month, and maybe you have that goal of replacing your clinical salary and making six figures, maybe even seven figures, right? A million dollars a year. And you have more work to do. And uh, you know that coaching can help, but you're not sure what that relationship might look like. So I want to share that with you. Um, And I think it's really important because when you understand the expectations of you as the coachee, and then from the coach, it helps you foster a better relationship. And that helps you as a nutrition coach as well with your clients. So, that you can make more of a lasting impact on them as well. Um, All right. So I'm going to share with you the first tip. The first common most misconception um, is uh, coaching is only for failing businesses. And it's definitely not true. Um, there, There can be a stigma around coaching. So it you know, coaching can turn a good company into a great one. Um, and coaching is many executive professionals, very successful, high earners, people who want to work on emotional intelligence and improve their professional skill sets, hire coaches. Um, so coaching is not necessarily for somebody who um, is failing and, and air quotes. Um, coaching is for people who are ready for the challenge to look from within and quite Question themselves so that they can push harder and get to the next level of their life and really undergo a transformation. That's what coaching is about. Second misconception is that coaching is therapy. This one is really common. Um, so business owners uh, approach coaching as a way to improve their business, right? And and um, by but the way a business works reflects the choices of the owner. That's what this article says. And uh, it also uh, reflects what they want and who they are, the good and the bad. And this, this article further says, to change your business, you need to change yourself. It's self-work and uh, guided by a mentor. So it makes sense that people would often make the mistake of thinking business coaches are therapists, but it's a big misconception. 
Um, so what's important, and I was told by one of my past coaches, is that therapy processes emotions and business coaching helps you understand and, and process business strategies and tactics and understanding where you're going and how to tactically get there. And, and making that distinction between the two can help you understand that it's important to have emotions. And it's also really great to have an outlet for that. And therapy can be a great outlet. That doesn't mean that you won't be processing any kind of emotion or or things go in this particular box, but on a deeper level and really uncovering and unpacking those emotions, it would be best for a therapist. Number three, a business coach is a glorified cheerleader, right? So have you ever heard that before that you just want the coach to be at your the sidelines, right? You want the coach to be there telling you what to do, telling you how amazing you are um, and just really there to motivate you and that's their job. Um, so it's actually not the job of a business coach to stand on the sidelines and cheer on the client. Um, it is something that we do, of course, and, and we love um, when our clients are, are happy and they feel inspired. Um, but the business owners are the ones that need to make the strides in their development plans. Coaching is about accountability, right? So keeping somebody accountable towards the actions that they decide they want to take. And so it's a lot of looking within. Coaching is about uh, the coach is inspiring the coachee to look within and ask questions. And, and, and again, the coach keeps the coachee accountable. But cheerleading is, is actually a myth. Number four, a business coach does the work for you. Oh gosh, this one kills me. Is uh, I've had so many clients over the years send me their logins, ask me to do stuff for them. I've had people on sales calls say, "Well, you know, will you post for me on social media, and, and will you do my sales call?" And that I mean, there are services, um, marketing agencies that will, uh, for a higher you know ticket amount, they will create content, and some will will post for you. It again depends on the service, but a business coach is not someone that does the work for you, right? And, and that's going to be a really uh, awkward situation or conversation. So the heart of coaching is transformation and change. And it has to come from the owner themselves. In fact, to be ready for coaching takes a, um, a particular person and it's going to take somebody at a particular part in their life where they're ready to look within and make that transformation and they're open to accountability and they um, are going to put the, the onus on themselves to get the work done. Um, and they're not going to expect a cheerleader, but they're going to ask the coach to support them looking within. That's really a healthy relationship. So coaches are interested in helping you create a thriving business and definitely a more fulfilling life. Um, it's a, it's an exercise in one's patience for everyone involved for sure, right? And if you want to learn more about that, um, my recent episode, Coaching versus Consulting, talks about the tactical role of a coach with asking questions and and not uh, telling people what to do as the step number one. So it's important to go back and listen to that episode as well. I think it goes really nicely with today's episode. It can be a difficult line to hold um, when business coaches want to do the work for their clients. Clients and they want to go into that consulting mode, um, especially when when they find a business solution to be interesting. Um, but business coaching um, is about helping the client look within and find those answers and getting those results in a meaningful way. And if the coach does all the work for you, um, 
it, it's really going to um, short circuit the article says your outcome. So if you're driving your own solutions, um, if you're tied to it tactically, you're going to use it. And if not, the solution is is unfortunately possibly not going to live in isolation. So coaching is definitely beyond getting to the answer and it's about living that answer. That's what the article says. Last tip is that business coaching is a quick fix. Business coaching is like any other type of coaching. It's a development process. So consider a baseball coach is what the article says. If you're having a hard time hitting the ball, your coach can't simply come in and say, do do it this way and you'll hit it to achieve the goal. You need to take the necessary steps and you need to shift your stance, hold the bat differently, work different muscles. You need to practice. And business coaching is no different. It's going to take time. In business coaching, we're talking about you, the business owner, not just the functions of your business. We look at the whole company, not simply a single pain point and how it's a product that's distinctly yours. And it's a lot of work. Some owners have young business and they need structure to survive. And other businesses that have been around for years, businesses built with different habits and beliefs than one built with different habits and beliefs than the ones they need now. Right. So that means that they need to pivot. They need to make some changes and to adapt to different circumstances. So whatever your business challenges are, right, whether you're a new business or you've been around for a while, but you need to adapt due to the set of circumstances. For example, one of the number one trends in America right now is uh, working from home, right? And businesses that haven't adopted that yet. And so that would be a circumstance where a more mature business would need to adapt and pivot to that circumstance. And that would take a lot of work figuring out how to manage a staff um, that was once in person now virtual or hybrid, right? Um, so what if you work at it, right, as a coachee, you're you're gonna see results and and you know, you are gonna see results and possibly on day one and lasting impacts, but but keep in mind that that work that you need to do to get the results. I think the the bottom line from this recap today is that the work as a coachee you need to do comes from within. And I'll share that as as a coachee, right? Because I'm kind of switching between speaking of the role of being a coach and a coachee, because I think it's important to be both. What I do as a coachee is I show up on calls with my coach and I have done the work that we've talked about. I do the homework, I do the reflections, I come prepared, I ask questions, I draw diagrams, I list out, do drafts, right? And, and I, I definitely deep dive into the work that we discuss. And then I bring it to a call and I ask, what am I missing? Where are my blind spots? How can I be better? Or I'll bring a scenario and say, what am I not seeing? And that kind of coaching is powerful because I've brought a situation and prepared for that coaching experience. And that makes me a better, more well-rounded person to coach. And I know that because I play both the role of the coach and the coachee. So when I show up, I'm constantly holding space with the coach I'm working with, asking them, what can I do to be more receptive? What can I do to listen better? What can I do to not only be a better coachee, but how can I translate this into my business and coach better for my clients? And a lot of what I've learned from that is not expecting other people to do the work for me, um, but actually ask them how they can guide me 
right? Keep me accountable. Give me their opinion. And I'm really a lot more diligent now than when I first started about what I'm looking for in a coach. So when I first started, uh, I had, I remember my first coach was a dietitian coach. And I think that's a beautiful thing as a dietitian myself. And as I've hit milestones in my company, such as uh, creating a million dollar business, having a staff of over seven in three different countries, the goals that I have are now, you know, the the goals that I have now as a business owner have changed what I'm looking for in a coach. And so I look for someone who might have experience building out a high ticket sales program, experience with an online business, so like things that are going to parallel what I'm doing so that I can understand fully how I can look at my gray spots or areas that need to be supported um, and, and understand and work with someone who's already achieved that in some way. And I think it's important to keep that in mind when you're looking for a coach. And that's why we feel like a perfect fit for both those of you dietitians who are just starting out since I've got a trade, I created a trademark methodology to help you start your private practice from scratch, right? And replace your clinical salary and create a six-figure online business. And also for our executive level clients who are already making money and they're in business looking to reduce the amount of hours they're working per week and increase profitability. Because not only have I achieved that, but I've also helped our clients achieve that. We've got testimonials and stories from our clients, both on our website. We interview them almost every week on the podcast, share about them on YouTube. They're across all of our social channels. And I think it's important that you realize that we've both achieved those milestones of not only starting, but also scaling to a six-figure business. And that's why we are a great fit for you. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week, and we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal, and you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.